and welcome to this our worship experience on Sunday morning here the Macedonian Church we are so grateful that you have taken the time to uh, join in and be a part of what the Lord is about to say today thank you so very much ma'am sir young person even as we begin today would you do me a favor uh, hit the share button begin a watch party uh, there's someone who needs to hear uh, what the Lord is about to say uh, we are excited this morning because this is the day that the Lord has made and regardless of what's happening in our world and, and uh, what's going on around us, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, we're not happy. We are rejoicing. Happiness is dependent upon our circumstances, but joy is something that comes deep down within. And so we thank God for the joy of the Lord uh, because it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It is a thing that is sustaining us. And this morning, even as we prepare to go to the Word of God early this morning, I'm going to go directly to the Word. Uh, we want to remember those uh, within our church family that we are praying for, uh, lifting up the McBride family, Sister Takia and, and um, Uncle, uh, who made his transition a few days ago, Brother Zane, uh, who's a member of our church. And we're lifting up Sister Josephine Holland this morning, uh, who we uh, received word uh, also is dealing with illness at this time and we're keeping her in prayer and and all of and thank you for that grandma angie and uh, all of those who um are dealing with something of some sort amen because everybody is dealing with something and so we all stand in need of prayer and so with that being said um we go uh, to the word of god i want to return to the book of esther this morning, uh, the book of Esther. Would you turn with me to the book of Esther, the chapter, uh, the fourth chapter? We were in this uh, book a week ago, and the Lord has um, summoned us and solicited us to uh, turn back to this scripture and this particular book, uh, Esther, chapter four. And we're going to begin. Uh, we're going to read uh, quite a bit of reading, um, but. I ask that you would be patient as we uh, look at this text this morning from the fourth chapter from the New Living Translation. I'm going to give you an opportunity to find it. If you could find it, uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, Esther chapter 4. The Lord dropped this um, <clears throat> in, my, in my spirit uh, a few days ago. We had planned to go a different direction, but uh, he put this in our spirit to turn um, back to this text once again uh, and it reads like this when Mordecai learned about all that had been done he tore his clothes put on burlap and ashes and went out into the city crying with a loud and bitter wail he went as far as the gate of the palace for no one was allowed to enter the palace gate while wearing clothes of mourning. And as news of the king's decree reached all the provinces, there was great mourning among the Jews. They fasted, wept, and wailed, and many people lay in burlap and ashes. When Queen Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her about Mordecai, 
she was deeply distressed. Uh, she sent clothing to him uh, to replace the burlap, uh, but he refused it. Then Esther sent for Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs who had been appointed as her attendant. Uh, she ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out uh, what was troubling him and why he was in mourning. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the square and uh, in front of the palace gate. Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Hathak a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all Jews. He asked Hathak to show to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Hathak to direct her to go to the king uh, to beg for mercy and plead for her people. And so Hathak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Uh, then Esther told Hathak to go back and relate this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in the inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. So Hathak gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Uh, do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same and then though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. I know that is a lot. And um, thank you for your patience. That is the word of God this morning. Uh, this morning, I want to preach using as a subject, representation matters. Representation matters. Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching. We pray now, God, that you would now come into this place, that you would even now use me as your instrument and your vessel, God, to preach with power, with clarity, with authority. Lord, allow this word to be a word tailor-made for this moment. There are many who have gathered from different places, God, who are in need of a word. And so, God, move me now out of the way as I decrease I pray now, God, that you would increase. And I pray now that the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit now would just take control of me. Let me preach 
now God with power we pray God that even as the word goes forth that someone will be strengthened through this word today and we thank you in advance for how you're going to do just that in Jesus name we pray amen amen representation matters it was just a week ago that we uh, met this man by the name of Haman, a citizen of the citadel of Susa, who had been promoted by the Persian king Xerxes, who upon uh, promoting him commanded all of the people in recognition of his promotion uh, that when they passed by Haman, everyone was supposed to bend and bow. Well, everyone did take heed to the command of the king, and when they passed by Haman, everyone did bend and bow, all with the exception of one individual, an individual by the name of Mordecai, a man of Jewish descent who decided that he was not going to bend nor bow down to Haman. And because uh, Haman saw that he had been dissed by Mordecai, he could not dismiss being dissed. And the text says that he was filled with rage. His rage led him on a quest to seek out revenge. And because he wanted to seek out revenge on Mordecai, not only did he seek revenge on him, but then he wanted all of his people to die as well. He had a spirit of revenge that had taken over him. And my brothers and sisters, some of you watching me this morning early in this message, you can already identify with what I'm preaching because some of you who are watching me are what I'd like to call recovering revenge addicts. Yes, there are some who are watching me. You know who you are. Uh, you are a recovering revenge addict. Because when someone disses us, it is difficult for us to dismiss that we've been dissed. And because it is difficult for us to dismiss that someone dissed us, we go into a rage and we look for revenge. We become revenge addicts. And so some of us who are watching, you are saying, Pastor, you're already in my place. You're already on my street because I am a recovering revenge addict. Now the danger of being a revenge addict is sometimes when you are a revenge addict, you sometimes become unconsciously ugly. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, child of God, this morning. Please listen carefully. Uh, when you are bent on revenge, you become unconsciously ugly. What do you mean unconsciously ugly? Don't you know that people act ugly? When they act ugly, they know they acted ugly. Well, can I just stop and park and preach for just a moment and tell you that some people become unconsciously ugly because in their state of revenge uh, they actually believe that their behavior is cute. They are unconsciously ugly because they believe their actions and their behavior is cute. They don't understand that they have yielded to the darker side of themselves. 
And because they have yielded to the darker side of themselves, they think their ugly behavior is cute. Preach, Pastor. Here it is. You got to understand this that even though you are delivered, you still have a dark side that you must fight off, that you cannot allow to overtake you, that you cannot allow to get the best of you because we are holy and we are human. If we're not careful, when we've been dissed, it, it can become difficult to dismiss being dissed because the darker side that still resides on the inside of us can get the best of us at a time we least expect. Here it is. They had, he had found himself in this place and here he was becoming, un, he had become unconsciously ugly and he thought he was cute. Come on, you know some people like that. Can I hang out just a minute more? Um, you know some people like that. Unconsciously ugly, thinking their behavior is cute. It's cute um, because you're in a state of rage to key someone's car, to break their windows, to flatten their tires, you think is cute when you become unconsciously ugly um, to repeat a rumor. You think it's cute when uh, you are in a state of revenge um, uh, to fabricate a falsehood. You, you think it's cute. You think it's cute because you're in a state of rage. And because you're in a state of rage, now you want revenge. And you don't even understand that you have now become unconsciously ugly and your behavior you believe to be cute. Here it is. This is what was taking place in our text. We see that Haman had been dissed and Haman could not dismiss being dissed and so he went to the king to get all of Mordecai's people annihilated. He didn't just want uh, Mordecai dead but he wanted all of Mordecai's people to die as well and so here it is to get what he wanted he told a lie to the king I told you last week that many lies are rooted in some truth. He went to the king and he told the king um, that these people, the Jews who live in the citadel of Susa are individuals who are those who keep to themselves, they separate themselves, that's true. Uh, he told the king that um, these individuals, the Jews who live within the, the city are individuals who have strange laws. That's true. But then he went on to tell the king that these individuals, these Jews who live in the citadel of Susa are also individuals who are not loyal citizens to the king. Not true. He got to the one place and point that he knew would get the king's attention. And so the king, then when he heard that, gave him permission to do as he wanted, which was, watch this, to annihilate an entire race of people. Uh, to wipe out all of the Jews, all because he was mad at one person. He wanted everyone to die. I won't go back into what I shared last week about my issues with the king and how it was that the king didn't even check it, that the, the king just heard what Haman had to say and didn't even do any fact checking, but just accepted it as face value. I won't even get into that, but here it 
is, we see that now a decision and decree has been declared that all the Jews should die. Watch this, not just men, but specifically in chapter 3, towards the end, it tells us that they wanted the men, the women, and the children. They wanted everybody dead because one man found it difficult to get past being dissed. He couldn't dismiss the fact that one person dissed him and so now he's on a quest to kill everybody. When this decree gets out, word gets to Mordecai, I'm now approaching the city limits of my text. I'm in chapter 4. Uh, Mordecai is mortified. Mordecai is upset. Mordecai is distraught. Mordecai puts on burlap and he begins to weep and wail in the street. Not only does Mordecai begin to weep and wail in the streets, but the text tells us that everyone of the Jews begin to do the same thing. They put on the clothes of, clothes of mourning and they begin to express uh, how uh, they were distraught over this decision and this decree to kill all of them. The text then goes on to tell us that as Mordecai was in mourning, uh, the Bible tells us that some of Queen Esther's um, maids and eunuchs got wind of the fact that Mordecai was in the streets and at the palace gate mourning and they came back to tell her that he was doing such activity. Now here it is. Uh, that may not sound like much to you but remember now everyone is mourning. All of the Jews are mourning uh, but they specifically tell her about Mordecai. Uh, could it be that um, some way, somehow, that they understood that there was a relationship between Mordecai and Esther? See, um, they were related. Uh, they were uh, both of Jewish descent. And um, um, when uh, uh, Esther came as queen, prior to her uh, receiving this uh, status, uh, she was told by her relative Mordecai not to reveal her nationality, understanding that some would have an issue with her family history. And so he told her not to tell anyone. So here it is. Um, but yet in the text, it tells us uh, that uh, Esther's uh, maids and eunuchs, those who were assigned to her, uh, went and told, came and told her about Mordecai as if they knew they were related. Now she had been told not to tell, but I believe she had told, she didn't tell the king, but she told her court. She told those who were close to her because see, this point in the passage teaches us a very important lesson and that is people who can handle your family history. There are some people who won't turn on you because they know where you come from. She had been told, do not reveal your nationality, but I believe that she revealed it to those who were close to her, and that's why they came and told her about Mordecai because they knew they were family. <clears throat> Here it is. Um, when um, she found out 
that Mordecai was mourning and, and when she learned of what was taking place in the streets, she then uh, sent one of her adjutants, a man by the name of Hathak, to go and see why he's mourning. Now here it is, all this is taking place in the city, but she's oblivious to what's happening because she lives in the palace. <laughs> I ain't got time to deal with that. Um, she um, sends out word uh, through Hathak to go and find out because it concerned her about why he was in mourning. Now remember, um, here it is, they were relatives. Mordecai and Queen Esther were relatives and and when um, uh, Esther's parents, to, to give you context, when Esther's parents had died, um, it was her cousin uh, Mordecai who brought her in and took care of her. It was Mordecai who made sure that Esther was all right. It was Mordecai who was there when no one else was there. And because Mordecai was there when no one else was there, I believe it really bothered Esther to see someone who had helped her doing bad. See, there are some people, watch this, who you have helped to get better, that it hurts them to see you do bad. I'm going to say it again. Everybody's not trifling. There are some people who you have helped to get better. And when you begin to do better and they see you doing bad, it bothers them. And so even though she's in the palace, she understands that Mordecai is mourning. And so because Mordecai is mourning, now she's on a quest to learn why he's going through what he's going through. She asked the question. She took the moment to check on him. Can I park there for just a moment and say you ought to thank God for the people who check on you. You ought to thank God for the people who come to see about you. You ought to thank God for the people who are there when no one else is there. You ought to thank God for those people who didn't forget how you blessed them, how you helped them, how you stood with them, how you went through with them. And you ought to thank God because there are some good people out there. There are some individuals who you have, you have helped that in your moment of despair, they are concerned about you. Text tells us that she asks, what's your problem? Why are you mourning? Hey, that goes to Mordecai. Watch this. And Mordecai, text tells us, tells him the whole story. Mordecai tells him about Haman's plot and plan and how he wanted to kill all the Jews and how he even put up his own money uh, so that he might see it come to fruition. He tells him everything, but then he goes on to tell him uh, that uh, here's what I want you to uh, hate that to go back and tell Queen Esther. I need you to go back and tell Queen Esther that um, she needs to plead on behalf of her people. Uh, she needs to plead uh, to the king and let the king know uh, what is taking place about Haman's plot because while the king has made this decree, the king uh, doesn't know the venom behind Haman's uh, uh, plot and the king does not know that Haman uh, has lied on the people and this is why the king has made such a decision. He needs to make it 
lame. He needs to make it known. Go back and tell um, Queen Esther she needs to go to the king and let the king know exactly what's going on, what's going down behind the scenes. Please don't miss that. He says you need to go because you're in this position. Now you need to say something. You need to do something. And, and Esther's reply uh, to what hate that uh, to what Mordecai told hate that uh, uh, to tell her uh, was this he uh, his reply was this um I can't just step up to the king <laughs> you just can't walk up to the king I'm I'm the queen but even as the queen and him being the king I understand just like everyone else in this province that you just can't walk up to the king uninvited. You can't just go up to the king because you feel like going up to the king, talk to the king just because you feel like talking to the king. You just can't get on the king's calendar just because you want to be on the king's calendar. Don't you know it's deadly to go before the king uninvited. And here it is. Um, here's something that um, uh, you need not catch in this passage. For those who read the Bible and love the Bible and read it closely from time to time, notice that Esther, even in her response, she says, and I haven't even been called to go see him in 30 days. Don't miss that. Esther is uh, revealing her reluctance to go to the king and in uh, part of revealing her reluctance to go to the king, she says, I haven't been called to go see the king in 30 days. You missed it. Um, could it be that this reluctance was because there's been no romance in 30 days and sometimes a lack of romance leads to a reluctance to go to someone you're in relationship with because you don't know how they're going to respond. Could it be um, that her insecurity um, was because of a lack of intimacy? And because there was a lack of intimacy between her and the king, there was a reluctance to go to the king because I don't know how the king is going to behave or how he's going to react because when there is intimacy and when there is relationship and when there is romance, I am quicker to tell you how he's going to respond. But because there's been a lack of romance and a lack of intimacy, I'm talking to grown folk, um, here it is. She says, I'm not sure how the king is going to react even though I'm the queen. I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know. He might black out. I don't know. He might go off. I don't know. He might He might um, uh, tell me off. I don't know because here it is. He's the king and I'm the queen, but we haven't been together in 30 days. There's been no romance. There's been no intimacy. And I'm reluctant to go to him and say anything to him. And so here it is. Um, then uh, uh, we see that uh, after she responds in the way that she does uh, to uh, the message uh, from Mordecai, Mordecai then sends hate that back and tells him, well, you tell uh, Queen Esther this. I don't want you to think for just a moment 
that just because you're in the palace um, that you are going to be preserved when Haman's plot comes to pass. Miles' translation, I, I want you to understand uh, something, Esther, and that is palace people are not protected from prejudice. I know you work and you serve in the palace and you are the queen, but please don't assume that your position protects you from prejudice because you are still a Jew yourself. And even though you occupy, occupy the position as queen, uh, don't assume that because you are the queen uh, that you are protected. There are some people who will still prejudge you, prejudice, will still prejudge you based on your nationality. See, some people will never see you any better than the worst people in your group. Ah, you missed that. Some people will never. I don't care what your position is, how productive you have been, some people will never see you any better than the worst people in your group. Whoever the worst people are in your group, people have a tendency to lump everybody into one group and make them all out to be the same. There are some people who don't assume that there are some people even in a bad circle of people who can be a people who come out of that circle and achieve the great, greater things that step out of that circle and become somebody who come out of that circle and become someone great. There, I, I believe there's somebody who's watching me this morning who says, I'm not like everybody else. I believe there's somebody who's watching me who says, please don't generalize me. Please don't judge me on the group. Please don't uh, evaluate me based on the worst people who have been. Please don't. I believe there's some people who says, I am not like every, but I wonder if there's someone who's watching me this morning who says, please understand, I am not like everybody. I know you want to say I'm no better than the worst people in my group, but there's some people here who says, you'd be surprised at what I have achieved and what I've accomplished coming out of the place that I've come out of because when I was in that place, I decided I was going to be like the place I was going to come out of. I wonder if there's somebody watching me this morning who's been determined to be better, been determined to be greater, who's determined to do the right thing, who's determined to look up, who's determined to go higher, who's determined. I wonder, are there any determined individuals who are watching me? Don't label me. Look at somebody say, you don't know me well enough to label me. I don't label me as a loser. Don't label me as someone as a has-been. Don't label me as someone who is no good. Don't label 
me as someone who can't do anything great. Don't label me as someone with no integrity. Don't label me. Touch somebody and say, people need to take the labels off of me because I'm not like everybody else. Is there someone in the house this morning who says, yes, I have a family history and yes, there are some people in my family who maybe you could talk about who did not achieve greatness and maybe you can even say some things about me but that's not me anymore I wonder if there's somebody watching me who says that's not me anymore I'm, I'm not who they say I am and I'm not who some people believe me to be now is there somebody watching me this morning who says I know that's right uh, is there somebody who's watching me this morning uh, who's come out of a bad place uh, and so here she is as the queen uh, and she has been reluctant uh, and here we see that Mordecai uh, sends her a message uh, don't you assume uh, just because you're in the palace uh, that you are protected from prejudice uh, don't assume that just because you are among them uh, that you are one of them uh, lose your position uh, and you'll see what some people really think about you and so the Bible then tells us uh, here we see in our text uh, that then Mordecai then goes on to say uh, well here it is understand Esther uh, that if you're not willing to be uh, one who will speak up uh, on your people's behalf uh, if you decide uh, you're going to be a quiet king, queen uh, understand uh, that a quiet queen won't get you anywhere uh, please understand that if you decide uh, that you're not going to say anything uh, I want you to know that God uh, can use somebody else uh, God uh, has somebody else uh, don't assume don't assume uh, that you're the only one that God can use uh, don't assume don't assume uh, that God doesn't have anybody else. Uh, don't assume, don't assume uh, that God doesn't have anyone he can call uh, because God always uh, has someone waiting in the wings. Uh, God always has someone uh, that he can call on. Uh, God always uh, has someone uh, that he can use. Uh, do I have a witness in here? Is there anyone here uh, watching me this morning uh, who understands uh, that God always has somebody that he can use. The Bible says that Mordecai made it known. If you don't stand up, God will use somebody else. If you don't say anything, God will put his word in somebody else's mouth. If you don't use your platform to help your people, God will use somebody else. But the reason you you are the one who's been elevated. You are the one who has the position. And so I'm asking you to use your position because who knows, who knows, who knows, who knows if you have not uh, been in this place in this position uh, for such a time as this uh, can I tell somebody
somebody who's watching me this morning please understand that you have been elevated for a reason you have been promoting for a reason God has put you where he's placed you to preserve your people your position is not for you your stature is not for you you are there to help somebody else is there someone who understands the nature of your calling God 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 wants to use you to help somebody else. I'm talking to the helpers right now. I'm talking to the helpers right now. I'm talking to somebody who understands that your calling is bigger than you. Yes, is there somebody who says, I know that's right. And as I go to my seat this morning, let me tell you that Esther had one more response. Esther said, this is what I'll do since you all desire me to make such a bold move a move that could leave me dead this is what I want y'all to do as I make these bold moves I want you to bombard heaven on my behalf if you want me to be bold then pray for me as I go to the king pray for me as I stand before the king pray for me as I tell him what your desires may be is there somebody watching me this morning who has the spirit of Esther who says I'm willing to be bold but I need y'all to pray I'm willing to go forward but I need y'all to pray touch somebody around you and say bold move bold moves bold move bold moves I'm making bold moves in this season I'm making bold moves in this time I'm making bold moves in this era I'm making bold moves moves that I thought I would never make but I'm pushed to make them because somebody's praying for me somebody's turning down their plate for me somebody's lifting me up is there somebody this morning uh, who says I need my crew uh, to pray for me uh, to lift me up uh, because I'm making bold moves uh, 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 yes uh, look at Esther uh, and as Esther prepared to go uh, and Esther then parted with these words uh, and she said if I must die uh, then I'm willing to die uh, but I'm going so dangerous. Here was a woman who was not willing to die, who was not afraid to die rather. And when you got somebody who's not afraid to die, there's nothing you can do with them. When you got somebody that death doesn't fear them, then you can't do anything with them. Is there somebody
you watching me who says I'm bold and bodacious I'm bold and bodacious because there's nothing that frightens me do I have a witness lean over to somebody and say go on with your bad self lean over to that other neighbor and say go on with your bad self go on and be bold go on and be bad because God's got your back and I believe that was the thing that pushed her even beyond the prayers and she understood that God had her back do I have a witness and can I tell you this morning he's got your back 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 yes he's got your back shouting yes 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 look at somebody and say neighbor we're not in this by ourselves we're not in this by ourselves we're not in this by ourselves we God's got us 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 bold moves bold moves bold moves bold moves bold moves bold moves look at somebody say go for it go for it come on look at somebody say I'm going for it I'm going for it I'm going for it I'm going for it and I'm trusting God that he's gonna work it out 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 he's gonna work it 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 he's going to work it out if I die must die and I will die. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. To all my Esthers this morning. To all my Esthers this morning. Go for it. Bold moves. Bold moves. I'm making a bold move. Yeah. Bold. She said, I'm going for it. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyhow. I hear you, Mordecai. I understand that I have been positioned um, to help preserve my people. That's my assignment. I can't get comfortable in the palace and just assume that because I'm in the palace, I'm protected from prejudice. I can't assume that when things turn chaotic, um, they won't come for me. No, I understand that some people don't see me any better than the worst people in my group. And so, with the title that has been given to me, with the position that has been given to me, with the opportunity that's been given to me, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to make the most of the opportunity that God 
is given to me. Representation matters. Representation matters. Yes. She was in Persia amongst Persian people, a Jew serving as queen. A plot, a plan was made to annihilate her people. Who knew that when she was promoted to queen that this was what was coming around the corner? She didn't know it. Mordecai didn't know it. But God knew it. And God strategically, purposely, intentionally placed her for such a time as that. Sometimes we don't see in the moment what God is going to do in the next moment. We're unaware. We're not sure. It's not always clear why some things happen in the moment. Some of you are in a moment right now of uncertainty. And you don't understand. You're looking for clarity as to why you've been promoted or demoted. But God is preparing you and he has placed you for the next moment. This moment is for the next moment. This moment, don't despise this moment. This, this moment is for the next moment. In the moment, you're looking at you. But God says the next moment is not for a person, it's for a people. This moment is for what I know is coming in the next moment. And in my divine providence, I placed you prior to the next moment so that when the next moment arrives, my people will have everything they need. You are in a moment that doesn't make sense at the moment. And God says, I know the moment you're in doesn't make sense at the moment. But this moment is for the next moment. The next moment that's going to come, you'll be in position when things go down to save your family, save your children, preserve your grandchildren, to save your community. Yeah, it's for the next moment. And so this morning, I close with you by telling you that even while you're not sure about what's and why things are happening in this moment, celebrate. Celebrate. Even in your season of uncertainty, celebrate. Because there's a greater moment. There's another moment that God is preparing you for. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise.
Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. 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 Come on right there. Lift up those hands right where you are. Lift up those holy hands right where you are. And say glory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. 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 Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, lift up those hands. Right in your living room, lift up those hands. Right where you're watching from, lift up those hands. Give God praise. Give God glory. Give God praise. Give God glory. Give God praise. Give God. God, I don't understand. I don't understand this moment. But I know you know what's going to happen in the next moment. And God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for preparing me for the next moment. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on right there. Worship him. Come on right there. Worship him. Come on right there. Worship him. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Worship him. I talk to you. Worship him. Worship him. Yes. Yes. Get up off the couch and worship him. Stand up. Lift up those hands and thank him. And thank him. And thank him. Bold moves, bold moves, bold moves, bold moves, bold moves. It's for the next moment. 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 Yes. Yes. Yes! 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 It's for the next moment. Look at somebody say, something's coming, something's coming. Something's coming, something's coming. Something's coming, something's coming. Something, 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 something. Something, something, something. Something, something. Somebody saying, I'm ready for it. Somebody saying, I'm ready for it. Somebody saying, I'm ready, I'm ready. 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 Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
chance the Lord has laid on your heart to be a blessing uh, to us as we've been a blessing to you if you would take a moment now and do so um, in your moment of worship and celebration we know giving is also a part of worship um, it is not our purpose to pimp you uh, to do something that you don't want to do I simply say to you if we uh, have been a blessing to you uh, would you take a moment uh, to be a blessing to us and we thank you for every gift, uh, large and small. Thank you for your consistent uh, giving and sharing. Uh, it means so much. And we are very grateful to our Macedonia family and to uh, all those who partner. Uh, again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for getting the word out, helping us to expand our reach. Uh, we could not do it without you. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, so very much. And again, uh, we lift up uh, those members of our family, church family, uh, who are going through a season of distressing grief. And again, we mentioned uh, in the beginning that we uh, will be celebrating the life of Brother Zane tomorrow uh, at 2 p.m. Uh, will be the time of the service at Eli Funeral Home. And um, we 
ask that you would lift up the McBride family. Keep uh, Sister Josephine Holland uh, as well in your prayers and all those um, in our church family and those um, names that we may not be aware of but are going through a season of sickness, uh, period of mourning. Uh, we lift you up as well. Uh, we now bid you farewell today on this morning. Thank you again uh, and how grateful we are that you are here. Let's pray. Father, thank you for how you blessed us this morning. Now look upon us as we prepare to leave from this place, but never your presence. Go with us, keep us, guide us, cover us. God, even as you have done in the past, God, we ask you uh, for your continued coverage uh, and we, for we don't take it for granted. We thank you for it now. And this we ask in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Family, go in peace. God bless you. Go in peace.